on this episode of Japan 2.0. I was like, oh no, it's never gonna happen. It's never gonna get to live in Japan. Yeah, off to a bad start. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Japan 2.0. Long time no see from David and Matt. Yep, we're recording uh, at a shopping mall. Is that what you call this? Yeah, we're in a yeah. mall right now. We found in, a rare uh, found a rare free seat. We were just talking about how it's so rare to see seats here. You don't have to like buy a drink or food or sit next to a loudspeaker to uh, to get. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there are definitely going to be some advertisements you're going to hear in the background. But that's part of the uh, ambiance, you know. They're not paid advertisements. <laughs> no, they're not. We do not endorse these advertisements. Some of these episodes when we record out and about, you know, you're going to get the, the sights, the sounds, the smells. That's right. Of uh, beautiful Osaka. Some people like it. But um, anyway, the last episode we did was about our first trip to Japan. And that's just when the Japanese government announced that they were opening the borders. The borders have now been open for about three months, I think. Yeah. And yeah, we definitely see tourism. It's coming back. It's coming back. I've seen a lot of it. I've taken some recent trips myself in Japan and I've seen um, a lot of tourism. Not 100% what it was before, but it's uh, still here. Mm-hmm. Um, China announced that they're going to open their borders maybe last week. And that's definitely going to increase a lot more the tourism because that's a big part of it before. But I think Japan said they're going to be strict on uh, taking in people from China. So mm. who knows? But... Uh, yeah, tourism's open. You can start planning your trips. I have a friend who's going to come visit me in three weeks already. So come on out here. Um, we last time talked about kind of our honeymoon phase with our first trip to Japan. But we kind of previewed that uh, we'll have some troubling moments on our future trips. And we're going to talk about <laughs> uh, Matt's second trip and then uh, my third trip. My second trip was very similar to my first trip, so I don't really have a whole lot new to add. Uh, so go listen to that last episode. You can kind of hear all the great things that happened on our first and second trip. Uh, so we're going to hear about Matt's second trip, which is pretty unique from his first trip. And then our third trip out here with our spouses before we ended up moving out here. Yeah. Yes. So your yeah. second trip. <clears throat> second trip. Yeah, how so, many years later after the first trip was it? Oh, uh, it wasn't long after because... Um, I went on my first trip, I think just after I graduated from the university, from college. So um, I spent some of that college money, you know, some graduation money people hooked me up with. And uh, I took a trip with uh, my now, it's now my brother-in-law. And and this next trip, I was living in Korea. And I had a vacation. And I was like, well, Japan's not far away, and it's yeah. my favorite, it's one of my favorite places. You and I knew each other you know, at this point. It's time to go again. So I remember you getting ready for this trip, and like, I'd gone recently. Yeah. Because is this the trip, you did couch surfing on the second trip? Yeah. yeah, so I did couch surfing this second trip, and um, yeah, and it was, uh, now couch surfing's kind of, I don't know defunct, if it's defunct, I, think, I don't yeah. even know if it exists anymore. I don't anymore, know what but, it is, it? I think um, Airbnb killed it. 
But yeah, luckily, you know, um, you had some recommendations of people that you couch surfed with. Yes. And so I was like, well, I'll, I'll meet them and then I'll couch surf with a few other people. You mm -hmm. know, it was a pretty interesting experience. So um, my trip was, I was going to get the rail pass, the foreign rail pass, which is a great deal. You could go on the JR lines, you could go on the Shinkansen. And I was taking that from Tokyo down to Kyoto and then back up to Tokyo. That was the plan. Your okay? first time going somewhere besides Tokyo, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was going to go to, um, come to Kansai. I was going to see Mount Fuji and live a dream that I've had for years of uh, eating pancakes and looking at Mount Fuji. Yes, yes. And I kind of cheated. I don't <laughs> feel like I've had the pancakes that I really wanted. Yeah, we'll get into that. But uh, So there's still room for, for that to happen again. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just remember getting ready for it. We talked about it. Uh, I was going by myself. Um, I really needed a pair. I remember shopping around for walking shoes mm. and uh, getting the worst blisters after this trip because, you know, it's a brand new pair of shoes. In Japan, Always you bought mistake. the shoes? Or no, I Korea. bought them in Korea. Oh, okay. yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, and it was uh, an awesome trip. And so... Where'd you start? You started in Tokyo? Started in Tokyo, did the things that like uh, Matt from Japan 2.0 would do. You know, I went to all the um, anime kind of places, mm. Akihabara, and wandered around Shibuya and Harajuku and did the stuff that, you know, we've talked about a, a lot. I don't yeah. know if I have to go into any great detail. Did you stay at a regular hotel? Uh, there I stayed at the Dormy Inn. Dormy Inn, yeah. Matt's favorite. So I started at the Dormy Inn and then I went to. Um, I stayed at an Airbnb, or not an Airbnb, a uh, um, couch surfing uh, with this guy uh, that had a, a really nice apartment. It was kind of a little more up, upscale, mm. but he was a super nice guy. Um, not really like, you know, sometimes when you, you meet somebody, you're like, oh, it's cool, but it's not a con connection. Like, right. you know, these people are your kind of people, right? So um, we went to the Ramen Museum. And it, it was pretty cool. Yeah. That was one of the things I did there. It's like a little, it looks like a, an old Japanese street from like the 1960s. And, uh, and they have all these ramen stalls around. And it's re really interesting to be in, you know, coming out of, out of the streets of Tokyo and you're into like this old school. Old they have all different city. Yeah. kinds of ramen all in one place. So normally you get ramen, you know, at a restaurant or in a neighborhood. They generally have one style of ramen, right? Yeah. But this one, you can get all the different uh, styles. Yeah. I mean, come hung hungry. Yeah. Some of the places have like a, the half bowls and stuff, so you could eat mm, more than one sample. ramen. Yeah. But uh, other places have ramen, ramen like shopping areas. Mm. So it's it's common in most prefectures. Yeah. But this one definitely was the biggest and okay. the best. So, was it your idea to go there or this guy's idea? Uh, he's just something he recommended. And okay. I was like, yeah, yeah. sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so from there, I didn't spend much time that, uh, in Tokyo at first. So I went all the way down to Shizuoka Prefecture, which if you're familiar with Shizuoka, they're known for making the um, Gundam. Like yeah. they, they manufacture all the Gundam Gunpla. Yeah. So like the model kits for Gundam and things like that. Yep. Also famous for green tea, Mount Fuji, and tons of other things we're forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're famous for a number of things, but the reason why I wanted to stop there was because I did want to see Mount Fuji. Mm. And so I had a hotel there as well. 
So I, I stopped at a hotel and it was just overnight. I wasn't there very long. Uh, actually, you know what? No, I, I, I'm lying. It was a, that was couch surfing because I remember staying with remember, the guy, yeah. and I told him about this dream I had where I had seen Mount Fuji and I was eating pancakes, one of my favorite foods. Yeah. And he said, "Well, I don't know where I could get you pancakes, but I could get you this treat that's like a pancake." And he got us. Um, he got me the. Um, it's not taiyaki, but it's similar to taiyaki, uh, which is uh, it's like two pancakes and then bean. Yeah, all the community stores inside. have both, but they have the pancake version. Yeah, Is I don't know the instant name. I don't, know. I don't remember the name of that one. Do you know the name of that? The pancake in a bag? No, it's not a pancake. It's just not. It's got red bean. Oh, the taki thing. Yeah, I don't know. That. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uncle was the bean, but yeah, that's what he got you. Uh yeah. Oh, the community stores all have pancakes. No, I think it was before, oh, it was before the that? the oh, convenient okay. right. pancake. Yeah. Right. So um. So, yeah, and I got to see Mount Fuji. Yeah. And, and we, we went to this park that had a really good view. It was beautiful. Um, Shizuoka was a pretty cool place, and it's a place I've been meaning to get back to, mm. and I just haven't ha- had a chance to go back. I went there recently to go to camping on Fuji. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I got the feeling it was a very livable place. Like, uh, if you wanted to be close to Tokyo but not be in Tokyo, then, yeah, I mean, close, close. I think Shinkansen's yeah. like yeah. 45 minutes, which is, you know, Shinkansen. I'd probably take, yeah, I don't know, three hours of drive or four hours of drive. Yeah. But it seemed like a very livable, good place to raise a family. Yeah. It but seemed, still has life, you know? It seemed uh, similar. I mean, I, I was kind of in the nicer area with the shopping centers and stuff like that. It seemed to me like it was kind of similar to Sapporo in a lot of ways. Oh, okay. You know, where... People are kind of young, but they're mm. raising, you know, like you were saying, raising families or retirees. Mm. I did see the one of the wildest people I've ever seen in Japan before. It was a an older gentleman, and he was wearing um, hip hop clothes, uh-huh. and he was like the king, the king of the sh- shopping street. He yeah. was like walking into every Give place and chain. like saying, he was wearing like it was like hip hop style, but they also had like um, there was some like. Uh, animal print okay. kind of like <laughs> items included in there and yeah. like a it was pretty cold during this uh this trip uh, so he was wearing like a big um boa you, no 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 like a jacket uh, but uh like a fur jacket yeah, or something okay. yeah so his yeah, character he, he, was talked, a real, he talked to him he was a real character i really was a little worried that he'd come <laughs> over and talk to me if he he made eye contact yeah he was very much a master roshi like mm. latent dragon ball master oh, okay. roshi <laughs> all right i'm picking up where you're laying down and uh yeah so um yeah that's what i did and then um from there i got really sick mm. i got very very sick and i went to kyoto and um i i canceled with my my um no, you know what? I went to Osaka. I saw, I'm all over the place. I went to Osaka first, and I was getting sick. Mm. And I was okay in Osaka. I just walked around. Um, I don't know if I did anything in particular. I didn't have, like, really an agenda. It was just going around and, and seeing things. It's your first time in Osaka, right? It is. And I stayed with Akira, okay. who is a, a, a good friend of ours. Hey, Akira, I know you listen. Yeah. That's and, how we met him, was through Kasha Brink. Yeah. And um, this is my first time, like, really... Uh, it was for me meeting him and 
Uh, I stayed at his place in East Osaka, which is kind of out in the sticks. Like, yeah. It's pretty far. It's near Nara. I think it's called is, Nozomi or something, right? Yeah, Nozomi. Nozomi. I think that was the really small yeah. station nearby. Yeah. But it was really small. And um, I was like, well, I could walk around here. And I kind of walked around, but it really wasn't much out there. Yeah. You know, was if, that your first time shot. in the Japanese like countryside? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like, that was the first time I was out out of you right. know the city right okay. and um i did end up stumbling into an izakaya and the family there was really i just wanted a beer mm. like i didn't know what else to order mm. and uh they were so nice that the woman gets the phone from the back and she calls like her <laughs> her niece that's living in the states yeah and she hands me the phone and i'm like oh hi where are you and she's like oh i'm in uh, seattle and we were just <laughs> talking on the phone but it was one of those cool moments where somebody really wanted to you know to understand like what we were doing there and stuff yeah and, those moments like i feel like it's just the time and place that won't ever happen again because my second trip that i'm not really talking too much about was in that same area too and i think you got to stay there first and then i think i went back after you're talking about this trip yeah and i stayed there but it was kind of, for me, one of the points was kind of, Akira was a friend at this point, was to kind of stay at his house. So I explored that area a lot more and didn't have a smartphone. And I just remember being so scared of like, it'd be so easy to get lost here. And someone starts talking to me, I don't know what to do or say. And <laughs> I just felt, I mean, scared is probably not the right word, but I just felt a little intimidated in that neighborhood. Yeah. First time in the Japanese countryside. It's yeah. very different, you know, than being in the cities. I think I was okay with it when I knew how to get back and forth from the, the station. Yeah. And uh, luckily I had Akira. He was a good host and he helped me, you know, get around and he helped buy tickets and stuff, to, you know, to go into town and stuff. So, um, uh, yeah, and staying with him was amazing. Uh, his mother-in-law, uh, now mother-in-law, cooked made some of the best sushi i've ever had in my i mean it really is probably one of the best sushi meals i ever had in my life Mm. and um uh we went to nara like at nighttime to a temple in nara at night he drove he at the time he had a car and he drove me up to the the top of a uh we went and we climbed the steps up to the top of the temple and it was just so picture picturesque the lanterns were lit you know i had no idea you went to nara yeah it was really it was was really cool it's all coming back to me now talking about it you know um so yeah it was just a uh, that my time in osaka those are the strong memories i have yeah like walking around osaka the proper i was definitely in the homachi kind of area where the um was by like a lot of the canals mm-hmm. um now there's like cool stuff like the tugboat taisho and things like yeah. that but like at the time there wasn't you know streamers coffee i think's over there brooklyn is it brooklyn has brooklyn, a coffee yeah, Kitahama, a place Kitahama, over there. Kitahama, right, yeah. yeah so anyways um i just ended up getting lost and hanging out and stuff and I didn't really do all that much in Osaka. Okay. Um, Osaka didn't impress you. You didn't know it was going to be your future home one day. No, no. Yeah. I, it was nice. I liked it. But, right. like, I didn't have, like, like I said, I didn't find any of the cool places. I, I think, I don't think I even went to Amerikamura. Really? Oh, I must have. Because you told me about the Super Tamade and I had to yeah. go. So I must have gone to a Super Tamade somewhere. I still tell people to go to Super Tamade, which if you, you don't know is a grocery store in Osaka and Don Quixote. Like everyone who went to Japan, I was always like, you gotta go to Don Quixote. And some people would come back to me like, 
it was cool, but why'd you send me like grocery <laughs> grocery stores? Yeah, I, was, Don, I don't know. They're one of a kind. Don Quixote is kind of like the Walmart, I yeah. don't know, of Japan. And then uh, I saw that average tourist doesn't see that side of Japan. You know, it'd be a good. If you want to get to know the culture, just, you want to go to the, the lowbrow places, you know? And not all Don Quixote's are the same, too. You that's, go into right. some, and they're really cool. That's right. Or midday, yeah. they're pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. Right? And at night, the freaks come out at night, you know? The freaks come out at night. Yeah. Um, uh, and Super Tomate, by the way, is like a pachinko parlor-looking grocery store. Grocery store. Yeah. And it's only in Kansai, I think, and uh, Osaka, right? Not only right? Kansai, only southern Osaka. Even, like, northern Osaka doesn't have They won't do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, don't, yeah. don't go north. <laughs> yeah, we have whole episodes about Osaka, but yeah, I just was to say, you want to get real Osaka, go to southern Osaka. Northern Osaka, kind of where you were, it just feels like any big city in Japan. Yeah. I, I like it. It's very functional, very nice to live here. But uh, yeah, if you want to experience some unique culture, yeah, go to southern Osaka. Oh, for sure, down, for down sure. Down to Tenoji. Yeah, Tenoji, Abeno. Yeah, yeah. Shinkaichi. Yeah, the, all those areas. Uh, Shin, Sakai. Uh, Sakai. Sorry, Sakai is pretty wild, yeah. Anyway. Um, but So yeah, Osaka... Not crazy. Yeah. You, you start getting sick? I started getting really sick, and uh, I was really excited for my Kyoto days. Yeah, of course. I had, uh, couch surfing. I had couch surfers set up, lined up, and I get, I get out on the Shinkansen. I get out to Kyoto. Mm-hmm. Super sick. Mm. Super sick. Like, really bad cold. Like, probably one of the... I don't even know if I had a fever or anything, but it was just a bad, bad cold. And I didn't feel like doing much. And it started to rain. It was like a drizzly rainy day uh, i had all these things i wanted to see the nintendo building you know and all, all kinds of stuff and uh i ended up just going to a mcdonald's and get it using like the wi-fi and just trying to figure out what i was going to do next because um like just get out of kyoto you knew i i was like well what am i going to do here like how can i look up for like how can i get medication can i go to a doctor you know things like that right yeah. And because I didn't have a place to stay, I had a couch surfer, and I didn't want to go over to their house, like, totally sick, sick yeah. right? They probably would have been very accommodating and stuff, but I ended up canceling with them, and I was like, well, if I'm here, I, I've been out here all day, I, I, I was walking around, oh, that's right, it's all coming back to me now, <laughs> I was walking around, I had a hostel um, that was, like, couch surfing, yeah. and they... I had uh, the Lonely Planet, you know, this is before I had, like, GPS, you know, like, maps. So, um, I was looking, and they said where it was, and I walked around this neighborhood. I walked all day in Kyoto. I couldn't find it. So, I went into the McDonald's, and I was like, all right, I got to decide what to do. I have this rail pass. It's going to expire in two days. I'm just going to go to Tokyo. So, you you paid for a hostel, and you just didn't stay there i canceled yeah. like uh just going over there i think it was, still was couch surfing mm. but it was at a hostel or something there was some okay. some reason why it wasn't that expensive or right. anything and i thought you know what i know where there's a hotel dormy in yeah. i'll go there uh, and uh tra- and i'll have access to like you know i, I can find pharmacies more easily yeah you know stuff. you know tokyo more so um so that's what i did so i that just was got on trip to kyoto was yeah. just walking around sick <laughs> canceling on a hostel and a yeah. for, and then getting the shinkansen back to tokyo yeah i remember being uh, so you're there less than a day like half a day or something most of the day most of the day well, yeah I, I walked around like i got in really early yeah i started walking i was looking for the i think the hostel place but then it, you know kyoto i didn't realize like how big it was mm. so when i can't got into kyoto station 
you know, my hostel was way in the northern part of yeah. Kyoto, which is like, if you're going to walk it, that's like two or three hours, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to jump in a couple of quick asides here before I move on. My second trip with Akira, uh, we went to Kyoto together, which he said he hated doing because every couchsurfer wants to go to Kyoto. <laughs> but I said I really like onsen, and he'd never done an onsen with another couchsurfer before, so he really liked that idea. So he took me up to his favorite onsen, which is no longer around anymore. Otherwise, I'd shout it out now because it was a really good one. And uh, he liked that neighborhood because there's a certain cicada or cicada or semi, depending on how you say it, a bug. He liked the sound of that bug's cry um, more than the normal ones that you hear in that neighborhood. I just thought, wow, man. I kind of like uh, generalized, you know, I thought Akira might just be an average, you know, Japanese person. But I learned, you know, that there's a reason why he's uh, my special friend that, uh, you know, he had really cool qualities that got me off the beaten path doing things I wouldn't normally do. And uh, going up to this northern Kyoto area. And it was just like such a cool, good memory, you know, and it made me feel like a kid again in such a good way. To just grow out like temples, like in the, in the forest, trying to search for these cicadas. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I loved it. And of course, the onsen was great. But before I could meet him, I couldn't. I got lost in the train system there as well. And I didn't have a lot of money. And it was really expensive to keep making mistakes on that train. It was amping up my frustration. I remember getting so mad. And then after I met him, I got very little sleep the night before. I had a hostel to find too. I'm always wondering if it's the same hostel. Yeah. It was down, mine was down by Kyoto Station. No, okay. it's not the same. And I was just walking and I couldn't find it as well. And I finally got there and it was like a shared room. I, I hadn't done hostels much, but I've been <laughs> doing couch surfing, you know? So it's probably a normal hostel, but for me, I just, all these other foreigners, like drunk late at night. And I think I just left Kyoto the next day too. I had a good experience with my friend, but the time I had alone walking around was just like, and, and Kyoto Station area is not cool at all. It's very boring, uh, stereotypical Japan. Uh, so I was totally in the wrong areas and I didn't do my research and I was like Kyoto man It's totally overrated. Osaka's where it's at, you know? Yeah, yeah. now to, I'm crazy about Kyoto once you know what to do there. Yeah, but uh, yeah Yeah, Kyoto oh, Station. hands down one of my favorite places in the world, right? right. right. So um, anyway, yeah, yeah, so we both had really bad experiences in Kyoto our first time there Now we love it. Yeah, I went in I think it was a winter trip too So it was pretty cold, you know, like um, Kyoto doesn't get as cold as other places, but in Japan, but it's still pretty. It's still pretty cold. Kyoto, I was miserable. Kyoto is yeah. a pretty special place in the other seasons. I would say like the spring and fall culture are really strong in there, and then summer as well. Um, you know the whole Yukata thing, and there's like a river people hang out on. But the winter culture is nothing really unique in Kyoto. So it's probably at least a great time to go there. But so you go to Dormien back in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a. Um, Cocoa, uh, cocoa curry dinner because it's open so late and okay. it was right next door. Right and, when you got uh, in. Got yeah, something. just as I got in and I, uh, I went to bed and I slept like the, the best sleep like mm. I've ever had in like forever, you know, like I just remember sleeping in that bed and it was the most comfortable <laughs> bed ever. <laughs> it felt like home, like somewhere you yeah. knew. It's yeah. just like a, a Would business. you know how to get back to that dormy hotel? Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know which one it is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, I think I stayed there with Emily as well okay. when we when we went back. Yeah, so um, yeah, and then I just I, after I woke up, you know, I went to a pharmacy. They gave me cold medicine. They like the people were really helpful in the pharmacy, and um, yeah, I took the medicine and I, I was good. And I was I had like an extra day in Tokyo, mm. and I had another great Tokyo trip. And that was basically you know my 
my second real trip to Japan and it just made me, you know, it just was one of those trips where when I was on my own, I was like, yeah, you know what? This is such a great place. I'd really like to live here. You know, I really should look into getting like a job here. Yeah, coming somewhere on your own, traveling alone, if you've never done it, is a very special thing. Totally different experience than going somewhere with friends, right? Yeah, I think uh, when you go with someone else, you know, like you, you want everybody to have a good time, right? Like, I mean, and even though, um, you know, we, the guy I went with before, we had a lot in common and there were a lot of things that we liked. There were other things that, you know, I would have liked to have checked out that I didn't get a chance to just because, you know, yeah. our tastes are slightly different, you know? you selfish. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm a, a, I got to eat a lot more Japanese food on this mm. trip where uh, the time before, you know, we ended up eating a lot of, like, Western foods and stuff, you know, because we didn't know how to order. And I was a little more adventurous, I guess. You only went to McDonald's for the free Wi-Fi. <laughs> I did. I did go to McDonald's for the, the Wi-Fi. Yeah. All right. So third trip. Uh, I'll talk about mine a little bit first since you did most of the talking there. Probably take a break and we'll come back and talk about third trip. And we're back. So my third trip was hot off the heels of two really awesome trips. Uh, both of mine were visa runs, so they're just like weekend trips paid for uh, by my company, my school in Korea, and um, we were living in Korea at the time. And this is the first, the third trip's the real one I would say it was like a vacation where like I did what I wanted to do, I planned everything out. And I'd only been to Osaka and then that short little day trip to Kyoto I just mentioned. So I'd never been to Tokyo. I've never been to Nagoya, another place I went to um, on this trip. So I think we started off in Tokyo, and we went to Nagoya, and then we finished in Osaka on this trip. And my wife actually had lived in Japan before. Uh, she lived in Japan. At this point, we're probably talking about 2009 or so, 2010, this trip. And, oh, yeah, about 2010. And uh, Liz and I are just married. And she, when she was 18, so probably like eight years before, lived in Yokosuka, which is a military base uh, on the outside of Tokyo. And she was not in the military, but she was a lifeguard. She worked on a military base. It was like a summer program that she got involved in. So she had been to Japan. She knew about it. She knew it was cool. But uh, her memory was just that it was really, really expensive. She did a couple weekend trips when she was uh, doing that job for two months. And uh, we was always in the Tokyo and Shibuya and stuff. She just said she'd just like blow through all her money, you know, that she was getting for this job. Yeah. And it was just crazy expensive and that uh, she just thought that being teachers would just be kind of impossible to live here. So I remember uh, all the trips I did, again, were on a bit of a budget. And I was like, actually, I think, you know, the pen I've seen is pretty cheap. And this is where the Super Tomate, the grocery store I mentioned, comes into play. <laughs> and I, the thing is, I just got really lucky in terms of the cheapness. I wasn't trying to be that cheap, but um, I think Akira, I think I mentioned, so I had like a local helping me out, and he told me what grocery stores to go to. It makes a difference, you know, if you do yeah, shop at sure. some of these. There's another famous one called Gyomu Supa, um, and they're a really cheap uh, grocery store as oh, well. Dirt cheap. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and I was just eating at the convenience stores, and I, the weather was always good when I was here, so I was eating outside a lot, so doing couch surfing, you save money, you know, so 
Yeah, I just lived a very cheap side, which I honestly, at this point in my life, I don't do a lot of those things anymore, you know, and I would say, uh, yeah, think things are a bit more pricey now than they used to be. But the goal was to show my wife, like, the, the cheap side to Japan, but also a good time. So we were staying with a lot of friends, and I told them all this. So, like, I almost had a very edited view, you know. Uh, I was kind of, like, preloading the, the trip, and she didn't really know it. Um... But yeah, we started in, in Tokyo, and we were staying at this hostel there called、um, Tampoko, which、uh, is a great movie. Dandelion. Yeah, Dandelion is the meaning. And that is a legendary hostel for us because,、um, first of all, we couldn't find it. It's in this neighborhood called Takade Nababa, which is basically where、uh, Waseda University is. Waseda is one of like, the best Japanese schools, so it's a university town. And、uh, we got off there and we had a map quest printed off or something like that. <laughs> and、uh, we couldn't find the place. And we were arguing and I think we were like hangry. And when we did finally find it, there was no one there for like check in. So the check in was at a ceramic shop across the street from the hostel. Oh, making it extra complicated. So, like, you know, we're new. We don't speak any Japanese at all or anything. We're like, Hi, like we're going to the ceramic shop that just looks like some mom and pop shop, and it's like, <laughs> this can't be right, you know? Yeah.、Um, how'd, you learn, how'd you find that? Did, you, did they have a sign or do you remember? We, we knew it was, we were supposed to go to the ceramic spot. We just got lost. We couldn't find it. And yeah, then once yeah. we finally found it, there was no one in Ad- there. Addresses are notoriously difficult in Japan.、Uh, yeah. Even if they do have their address up, it, sometimes it's such a small little plaque that、yeah. it can be very difficult to find. Yeah. Nowadays, it's not a problem with GPS, but right,、so. if you don't have Wi Fi or something, <laughs> be, be warned. Yeah, it is troublesome. So, anyway, we found the right place and then they just weren't there.、Um, I remember、uh, me and my wife getting in a fight, and there's this famous line that we say in our relationship now that was actually said, or I said, I said, I'm not trash, just stop treating me like it. I was so, I don't、oh, get upset、no. very much, but <laughs> that was like me at my most upset. So, sometimes on a really small thing happens, and I will say that, we'll bust that one out now <laughs> as, to be hyperbolic. But、um, I think we found a patron, like a person who was staying there. And they're like, hey, are you looking for a tampoco? We're like, yeah, like, oh, Mark, you know, he's kind of tough to find. Just, you can go up to the room and just throw your stuff in there. Like, someone was like, live, we found out later,、uh, a lot of people lived at this hostel, like long term, for like a year or two. And、uh, so this person just helped us, and we just went in, and we didn't pay or anything like that until like the next day. That used to be a big thing, like people living in the hostels and stuff、yeah. and getting their visas like renewed or getting work or something.、Well. But I don't, I don't know if that exists anymore. Well, this place was really like online. They looked on their GeoCities website or whatever, they looked really artsy. And I was like, okay, it's artsy and cheap. That's like my thing. I, think it, I honestly think it was like 15 bucks a night to stay here. It was under 20. Yeah. And it was a、uh, yeah, mixed dorm, so mixed gender dorm, which is rare. And there's like 15 to 20 people in there. And、uh, some people just clearly were living there. They had these crazy intricate, like,、um, cubbyhole systems built all around the beds. Really, like, take your imagination and just, just wonder.、Um, there's this bag lady who just had tons of plastic bags. And at all times of the night, she's just going through the bags and like crinkling. It was so loud. There was another guy who had a cello. He was a university student、um, from another country and he was trying to like yeah, find an apartment, which is hard. Yeah. And his cello was like worth like thousands of dollars and he would sleep holding it every night. It was in his case and he would like、um, spoon it, you know, like a significant other. 
and I'd like wake up to go to the bathroom and this guy was just cuddling his giant cello in his bed like worried someone was gonna steal it yeah uh, well it's probably his only possession that was valuable yeah yeah anyway we kind of uh, linked up with these like European uh, students from Sweden I remember and they took us out to like some izakayas they took us to like our first hub which oh. I thought <laughs> I hate to say this, but I was like, oh, this is kind of like a nice foreign bar. And we actually made one of our best friends ever there, uh, half Japanese, half Korean girl, uh, who we've hung out with in Hawaii and Tokyo since. So, uh, made a friend at the hub. Yeah. People say it can't happen, but it can happen. <laughs> and uh, it is the hub. After yeah. All. So after a really bad start, uh, we had a really fun time that night. But then the next day, we went to Shibuya, of course. And I remember being so excited. So I've been to Japan twice, but I've never been to Tokyo. And we got off at Shibuya Station, and it was just grimy. We did the crosswalk. We got over to what's called, like, I think Basketball Street now. Mm-hmm. Um, they call it Center Guy sometimes, too. And there was a lot of uh, people pushing, like, Nike shoes on us. And a lot of, like, yeah, they're typically from Nigeria. Uh, it's, like, a thing in Japan, in some areas of Japan. Yeah. And, like, yeah, pu- pushing really up in your face i was like whoa you know japan's supposed to tokyo's supposed to be this really proper nice city and yeah the streets were kind of dirty and stuff and i'm cool with that i mean i was living in korea and i love that aspect of korea but i just thought shibuya is going to be this this it cutting edge fashion in your face and i was really disappointed yeah you you would think it would be a little more like uh times square right with the big screen because the big screen's right there there yeah. used to be the big tower records and they've cleaned it up a bit I mean it yeah. still has when you walk right out the station it does have a bit of that grime still and the street I'm talking about is the like the grimiest worst section oh yeah yeah it's like trying a couple of triangles together you're going up a hill and it's, it's yeah yeah the cheapest bars and love oh, hotels yeah. but it's the first if you just walk right out the station and do the crosswalk it's the first thing you see and you kind of get sucked into that yeah I remember we wanted Tokyo oh, we wanted uh, sushi right and we could not we walked around for two hours and could not find sushi oh, anywhere no and the place we eventually found was great but like i remember again we were like frustrated and i was like man tokyo sucks like like osaka's way better than tokyo you know again now i i far prefer tokyo to osaka but it was just a bad start and then i think the next day we went to some of the smaller neighborhoods like takuyama nakanegro and yeah ebis and I, yeah, I was like, okay, this is this is what I just don't like. This Shib- is what Tokyo is. I don't about. like Shibuya. And I didn't go to Shibuya proper again for a long time on my subsequent trips. Um, it took me a while. Now actually, I go to Shibuya quite often. Yeah, um, it's like the main place we usually hang out at. Yeah, Shibuya is outskirts of Shibuya, you know. But um, yeah, I was kind of scared of it. So anyway, that's what I really remember about Tokyo. Um, and then we went to Nagoya after that. And um, I had a friend from Osaka, Couchsurfing, that had moved to Nagoya since. So previously he was in Osaka, then he was in Nagoya. He had a really nice house and lived in just like a really nice neighborhood. I remember that, that trip was our first time seeing like, just kind of like, it was a little more Western Nagoya than Tokyo or Osaka. It's a car city because you know, yeah. Toyota's from there. Yeah, and it just felt a little more spread out, a little more similar to like where I'm from, you know, back home. Not completely, but it had just a more familiar feeling. But with all that, I just remember like a lot of places we were eating and seeing didn't really have any kind of charm that Osaka had or, or Tokyo or Kyoto. It felt really generic. Yeah. 
and that's I've said that on the show before I think since then I went to Nagoya twice and have had a better time and I take that back to some degree you know sure I don't think still it's not gonna blow your socks it's not crazy cultural but Nagoya is a really fun and easy place to live I think sure it's sure another good city to raise a family in that's it good food too if you find a lot you of nice, look. you gotta look find a, a lot of nice places there's a, a nice video game bar there oh yeah uh, giving a shout out to uh, Frijole Frijole I think that's his name yeah Alex <laughs> Alex Frijole yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Osu Cannon area I remember really liking that area so you gotta kind of get out in the outskirts like anywhere you gotta figure it out but uh, I remember just having fun with friends there and just uh, yeah the city didn't do it for me and then yeah we went back to Osaka I don't want to talk too much about that but in the countryside thing my wife seeing the countryside I think really surprised her that Japan's a little more diverse you know I think at that point I felt confident enough to be like so you know if you can get jobs here do you want to live here and my wife isn't one to do a 180 um, but she's like oh, I, I just don't think we're going to find jobs but yeah, I guess you're right it's not that expensive you know and uh, yeah if we could find a job if that ever happened then you know I guess we could live here one day kind of thing sure enough here we are so that's a long story. I made it a short version because I know you got years to go too. But you had a similar trip, right? Where you brought Emily out. What was your point? Yeah, to the, her the idea here? was to get her like on board with like moving here. And did you um, tell her that, like, to her face? Or uh, yeah, I said, you know, let's go check it out. You know, like, tell, let's see what you think. You know, really, I just wanted to see what she thought of Japan. And uh, so she, we came uh, to Tokyo, and we only had a couple of days. It was like a very short one in the winter short break and we were both living in Korea at the time and we were going to stay with Akira's friend who we met in Korea um, and became a really close friend of ours Akagai and um, so we we go to stay at his place but his place is is one of those places it's Tokyo but it's outside of Tokyo a bit like I mean you know you have to go quite a ways out of the city over an hour by train right yeah it was about an hour I think I don't remember it being longer than that but it was very cold. It was uh, hard to navigate to his place. <clears throat> his place was very cool, but very sm- small. For three people, small. Yeah. yeah. But, um, and he was such a gracious host. We had, he made us like soups and stuff, you know, like a, or a curry, like a white curry, which is kind of a, a rare curry. You could, you could get the kits yeah. out here. Um, he was so so nice as a, like he he was working all day but uh he wanted to spend, stay up all night with us talking with us and and talking about movies and comic books and things mm-hmm. and um uh he showed us the salamanders now we have axolotls you know as pets i mean that was because of uh were his axolotls his weren't okay, his were just solid. like salamanders yeah uh so uh we're going to tokyo it's starting to like snow but it's like not that nice snow it's like sleety kind of stuff city city snow yeah city snow and um and it just seemed like everywhere we went it wasn't that great you know like we couldn't be out in the city all that much we couldn't do like a lot of the things we probably would have done because it was so cold you know like you you and liz were going around hungry you know looking for a certain place yeah and we were doing the same, you know, trying to look for probably the ramen place that's <laughs> notorious. That garlic ramen, uh, garlic, garlic ramen, ramen yeah. yeah, that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And um, and I think when we left, Emily felt like, well, um, I don't know if I like the hustle and bustle, 
you know, it just seemed like big city. It didn't seem like anything else. And, you know, we had Seoul and Korea, so... And we didn't live there in the hustle and bustle. And I don't think that would have been a good place for us to live anyway. Mm. So um, I think she just didn't get like a, the wide range. Although our friend lived in the country and it was very beautiful. And we have some really nice photos of being in the snow and stuff. You know, Japanese there. countryside, you mean? Yeah, uh, well, uh, the Tokyo. Like, it's uh, like the Tokyo suburbs, I okay. guess. Uh, it, was, it was, you know, it's like not country, but oh, it's closer to country. Yeah, the suburbs, yeah. yeah. And... Uh, so she got to see that, but then the hassle of getting buses to trains to get over, you know, yeah. it was it was annoying. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, no, it's never going to happen. <laughs> never going to get to live in Japan. Yeah, off to yeah. a bad start. Yeah. So did a couple of days in Tokyo. Yeah, Tokyo. We did Shibuya. Oh, okay. We went to Harajuku, but, you know, it was so cold. There were no, like, Harajuku kids out, you know. Like, there were a lot of things that just... Were a miss. Yeah, were a miss. Oh. And, um... And we were kind of on a budget at the time, and that yeah. doesn't help things, you know. So um, oh, you thought, yeah, no chance to get to Japan. Then yeah. yeah. So luckily, uh, my wife took a trip on a visa run, and she went down to uh, Fukuoka, which uh, go back to our Fukuoka episode if you want to hear it. It's yeah. uh, you know, it's a good place. I think it was Hokkaido and Fukuoka together, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, yeah, and she had a good. She went on her own, which is the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> And she had such a good time. She came back and she said, I think we can live in Japan. And I, I was like, her. I got the blessing. <laughs> I remember her coming back really vividly. We were at, did I just get a job in Japan, maybe? Maybe I just got a job. Maybe. Uh, maybe, but yeah. You were yeah, doing Get Funk, close, too. Yeah. You were DJ night in yeah. uh, Seoul. Yep. And I remember sitting on a table outside with her, really cold, and like talking about, like, really, Fukuoka? Like, what? I remember being like, Happily surprised, but kind of surprised, like, why she loved it so much, you know? Yeah. Yeah, she was just, like, yeah, head over heels about it, and I remember being happily surprised. Yeah. Yeah. And we got to go back recently and, you know, had a had a really great time. Kind of, we looked for some of the places she had been to before, but, you know, who knows if they're there or not. You know, it's hard to remember when yeah. you've been gone for so long. Uh, but, yeah, it, I mean, it was it was cool that her third, her, her second trip was the one that like led to us being here today so yeah and those are our stories about our second and third trips to japan so maybe it can give you some insight or inspire you i know people always ask for travel recommendations we've done episodes that give kind of guides this is not at all a guide but no there's some things you could kind of learn and take away from it which is like i think get lost (laughs) yeah can be a good thing it can be a scary thing too but i think that's why when it lands it lands so much is that um, you know, in order to experience the sweet, you have to have some sour. Yeah, yeah. And don't then, be afraid to try new things. You know, that's I guess that's my recommendation. You know, at the end, or that's my suggestion. I would say try to get to know local people, which is not at all easy to do. It's one of the most challenging things to do in Japan. I think if you just show up here and expect to like meet local people, uh, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, unless you're lucky. Um, not saying it can't happen, but you have to be lucky. So I'd say like you might want to like look up something social to do before you come here whether that's just a international bar or i don't know like a hike like an international hike or try to find groups it's all so easy now with the internet look up some online groups i would say like doing your, your trips it's gonna really enhance it unless you're coming out with friends and you've got your own thing but if you're coming out with just one friend maybe or by yourself yeah 
don't do big groups in Japan, you know? If you got four friends, you're like, hey, we can meet up with a bunch of other Japanese people. It's probably not going to happen. There's not a lot of big spaces, you know, to, to do that. And, no. like, big groups are kind of intimidating. So, yeah. Um, again, you can go out with a big group at a bar or restaurant, and you might get really lucky meeting another big group. It does happen, but on a week trip or two-week trip, it might not happen, you know? No. Maximize your time. Maximize mm-hmm. your mobility. Yeah. You know, get the JR Rail Pass if you can. That's a really good deal. And you can get up and down all of Japan now. You could go down to Fukuoka now on the, the Shinkansen. Yeah. So. Kaido goes there. Go yeah. Kaido. I don't know if it's kind of on the Rail Pass, but you can go to Hokkaido by Shinkansen. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think we have to advertise much. People definitely want to come out here. But if you're listening to this podcast, you, you I think already know. It. Realize it's not the easiest place to travel, and there might be some lows, you know, and some cultural differences. But, uh, yeah, the highs are, are very high when they do hit as well, right? That's right. Come with realistic expectations and you won't be disappointed. That's right. All right. I have a song of our show. Upon first listen for me, I wasn't crazy about these guys because they, they, there's a male and female. I think they're a boyfriend and girlfriend. The male guy, I still don't really like that much. Okay. But I think the female rapper, something about the tone of her voice and uh, just the raw, I think some of their beats, not all of them, are unique enough. They're doing something different enough. Uh, really cool aesthetics in their music videos. And I don't they, love oh, this group. I know this group. I, I do know this group. this group. I do know this group. The guy's do, tattooed. He's like yeah, heavily they're, tattooed. They're both yeah. tattooed. Like, they both yeah, have yeah. face tattoos. Which in Japan, this is a very hardcore image and group. <laughs> yes. yeah, back home, this is Diamond Dozen, kind of SoundCloud rappers, right? But in Japan, this is really, really rare. So these guys are considered like pretty wild and hardcore. They're really, I think, good friends with Chinza Dopeness. Yes. So they have him. There's another song I might... I'm debating between songs. I'll either play a song called Beatles or one called Madras Nights Number 2. Whatever that means. I don't know. Go with your first instinct. Yeah, Beatles. I'll play Beatles. Okay, Beatles. Yeah, Dopeness we love. He's on a lot of their tracks. And they just collaborate with a lot of cool people. But uh, yeah, they're doing something new and they're doing something interesting, which isn't always happening here in Japan. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so they're pretty, they're kind of funny. They're not like super serious. So listen to uh, Yurifuru Gang, Beatles. I hope you enjoy. Until next Check time. Check out the music video. It's a good music video too. See ya. Oh, they're not sides, you can't